Welcome to 1590 KVTA Afterwards. I added the numbers. That's not officially part of the name, but the show where we sit down, we talk about today's events with Tom Spence, the host of the KVTA Morning Show, and myself, Big Tom McLean. How did the show go today, Spence? It was great. We uh, wrapped up a few things that we talked about the day before, some of the highlights being the winner of the Westminster Dog Show. We have a winner, and the winner's name, maybe the coolest ever, Buddy Holly. Oh, I like that. The dog's name is Buddy Holly, uh, making history with the Best in Show win, 147th. Now, one of the things that popped up in the show was, what do you get when you win? Right. What's the deal? Is there a cash prize? Is there like a big giant gift basket? Yeah, what is it, kibble? Yeah. You know, what type of thing do you get when you win the dog show? And apparently, it amounts to pretty much nothing. Oh, really? Nothing at all. You just get the pleasure of attending, the honor of the win, and you get yourself. It's kind of like, I guess, the old days with the Olympics. You know, you won the big uh, medal, and then when you became pro, maybe you got a Wheaties box yeah. or something like that. And with this, it seems to be in the same area, but the dogs can be put out to stud. Oh, there so, we go. That does raise that price. Yeah. That, that, there's where your money's at right there. But does that mean that for the most part, you need the boy dog? Because if you're really going to make money. You know, yeah. Certainly, the female can have a litter, but takes a bit. Yeah. Uh, but with this, uh, the stud fees is just about you know what the whole game is, and the dog, cute little sucker. And if you live in a small enough town, they might throw a parade for you. Yeah, you might have something like that. You'll be celebrity <laughs> again, seeing the brilliant best in show. <laughs> they they traced everybody's career after any with ventriloquist. Oh yeah. Everything <laughs> that they did, it, it was again. So highly recommended. Uh, it, it's just a good send-up of that. But when you look at the show, I see the attraction. It, it's pretty fun when you see them run through all, all the things and the different um, you know, personalities of the dog and the owner. So it's fun. Yeah. And that's it. 147 years. And also knowing that there's not really a gigantic cash prize on the other end of it makes it even more fun because mm -hmm. they're there because they, they want to. It's the they love of the game. want to be there. Right. And you've got to think that that's an expensive hobby because it's just not your dog. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with a, a lot of um, training and a lot of high-level stuff here. So uh, that's it. Westminster, a doggy show, has been won, and it is Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly, that got the big victory. So hats off to Buddy Holly. Nice. Can you name a Buddy Holly song? Uh, I could. I don't. I probably can't. I was just trying to think of that. I was I, I was thinking good times let the good times roll. I know that's BB King. <laughs> but, I was, but, I, but I was trying yeah, to Peggy think of a buddy Sue. Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. Mm. Okay. I, I, I help in zero in my singing. Yeah. But Buddy Holly, that'll be the day that I die. Well hell that'll be he had that hillbilly sound to it. Okay. That, that'll be the day that I die. Right. That would be another one. That was Buddy Holly. And you know, tragically, now was killed. that done by somebody else later on that became a more popular version? Or a Linda Ronstadt did a version of it. Linda Ronstadt, but still before your listening time. Oh, okay. And I also think maybe off the rails of where you were because you were more, I think, R and B guy. A little bit, yeah. Little bit I, I tried to be aware of everything, you know. Uh -huh. But yeah, mom and what dad was up in sack. Mom and dad had air supply, so of course. Yeah, I but isn't that. that weird? See, with you, you did have kind of hipster parents because at least they, my parents were just back you know back in the uh, yeah. the days of sinatra and bennett but you actually had uh, parents because i've talked to a lot of kids who were raised on what would be rap music mm -hmm. you know that was the music of their heart and their love right uh, because it was their age and their parents were living listening to the old stuff like earth wind and fire 
And I said, oh, oh my God, if my parents were listening to the Ohio players yeah. and Earth, Wind, and Fire, oh, good gracious, I would have loved that. Yeah, but oh. they, they they weren't bad with their music selection because they had, like, the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. So it was all fun music that was still, you know, as a kid, you can sing along, and then you hear it in every movie that comes along. You Would know? my parents be my love? Oh, said, oh. oh good God. <laughs> I'm going to have a heart attack here. But that, that was them. Uh, so, but Buddy Holly, a great name. And way to go, uh, little pooch, Buddy Holly. You are the winner. The other thing we found out, a Southern California city is replacing their entire police fleet with Teslas. Oh, interesting. And it's a major city. It's Pasadena, South Pasadena to be specific. But that that's kind of a big deal. Hmm. You know, kind of a big deal they're going for this. Now, one of the things people forget Everybody thinks of the, the, the long chase and the stuff like that. But that, even though it seems like it's all the time now because it's highlighted on TV and radio and broadcasts, they're all over YouTube. Because everybody, everybody tunes in when it comes on, so yeah. they're, they're going to cover as much of that as they can. And what you focus on expands because it's like, oh, there's another chase, mm-hmm. and that happens. But really, police work is very quick. You know, It's quick chases if they ever have to gas it or punch it, whatever, juice it. Uh, with an electric car. So that's what they're saying here in Pasadena. So we'll see how it goes. Interesting thing on their sharpened pencil, the city looks to pocket a nice chunk of savings with such a switch as uh, to Tesla's from the ICE cars, ICE, internal combustion engine. Mm -hmm. And they say $300,000 per vehicle over 10 years. That's what they'll save. There's no transmissions. There's not like oil change and stuff like that. I'm still not motivated to buy an electric car. Yeah, buying one is different from like replacing a whole fleet and fleet. being able to do the math and say, okay, we have the cash to do this right now. And <laughs> and what it comes down to is also the taxpayer dollar. Yeah. You know, you budget it through your house, through your kids, through everything that you have in your life. This is just government. So it's like, yes, where we go. Yeah. And, and believe it or not, every once in a while, there's a government idea that doesn't work out. Yeah. It's as remarkable as that <laughs> seems. The city is installing 30 chargers for both the vehicles and the public's use. At City Hall, could you imagine you're, you're juicing up your Tesla and a cop pulls up? Right. <laughs> I need a little help over here. But the city of Pasadena is doing this. Everybody seems to be in on the game. But they also had the closed-door meeting that says, guess what? Everybody is in on the game. Mm-hmm. And so nobody's really going to poo-poo this. But they're the first like major city to go fully electric with all of the vehicles in their fleet. At least 20 Teslas are going to be leased in this agreement for five years. Oh, that would be interesting. But again, you're not in. No, not to me. It just feels like there's too much of the unknown. Like we've talked about before, the issues with power grid and like where are we going to draw all this power from if, if every single person's in an electric car? And when you do want to go to Sacramento or something like that, suddenly the trip becomes, well, no matter what, I have to stop here. And they say you have to stop for gas. You gas up in five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a quick stop. Yeah. That's one of the big hooks. Even the Tesla takes, what, like 20, right, to fill if, up? With your, like, 210 at one of the charging stations, I think it's more like 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that even only gives you, like, half of what would be their tank oh, on their charge. Wow. So there's, there's just a lot of issues here. Now, going to a car movie that we talked about this morning, on KVTA, the Fast and the Furious movies. This is kind of a funny thing that a finance company is looking for. They're looking for somebody to binge watch 
all of the Fast and Furious movies. Now, that would be for my wife. I was never into these. You at all? No, those are kind of tough for me to watch. Yeah, my wife loves them. She just thinks they're great. Whiz and bang and boops and all that stuff without a little bit of conversation are tough on me. I need, yeah, I need dialogue 100%. So what you're going to do is sit down and watch all of them. You're going to watch all 10 of these movies, and you're going to be paid to do it. And your sole task would be to comb through all 10 movies and take notes on every car crash that takes place. So you're, you're like an insurance adjuster. From what I understand, there's a lot of those. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, banged up metal. Now, I get it for the one through nine because you can rent those and you can pause it and write stuff down. But they say you have to be able to go to the movies and for Fast X, that's the 10th one that's coming out. Makes sense. It's an X. You have to sit there and jot it down like in the theater. Wow. I just don't see how you can do that. But it is a job offering right now uh, that this company is doing, and your sole task is to pay attention to all of the wrecks that happen in the movie and jot them down, say what model it was and what kind of damage you thought was on the car. How do they know if you got it wrong? Yeah, that's it's kind of a weird thing. It's, it's pretty gimmicky, but it also seems fun. It was my coffee table book that I had come up with uh, many, many years ago. I wanted to get a crew of people to watch all of the, like, Bonanzas or Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke was on for 20 years. And count every bullet fired every time. So after a while, people would say, there's this place where, like, once a week, there's this wild shootout. And this guy, Haas, <laughs> he shot, like, 38 people over. I just think it would be... Fun, like uh, The Rifleman, one of my favorite openings that he had. The, did you ever watch those? No, but I do have some funny Rifleman. We have a relative within the family that likes The Rifleman, and mm-hmm. the show drives Tommy crazy. He's like, dude, why would – they're just dudes walking around with rifles doing nothing. Why would anybody sit and watch that for a full hour? It drives him crazy. Yeah, and it was Chuck <laughs> Connors, and much of that was filmed in Thousand Oaks. When I was an itty-bitty boy, I was actually at a couple of them. I don't recall that too well. Uh, But a lot of bullets fired. You know, when people think there's violence in TV now, oh, heck no. You know, back in the day with Gunsmoke and all of those things, there was a lot going on. So that was going to be my book, just to say, between Lauren Green and uh, Michael Landon and Dan Blocker. That's right. It's so sad I can name everybody. Uh, that was on the Ponderosa <laughs> back then. That's awesome. Yeah, isn't it? It's funny, but it was uh, it was something that we watched. It, and back in my day, also westerns were a big genre on TV. Right, really a big genre. Well, isn't there? What's the ranch that's right there? It's like Simi Valley ish, where they used to shoot a lot of. Was it Gunsmoke or Bonanza? Or a There's a little of house on the prairie up there. I don't know how much gunplay was in that one. That little girl seemed like she was a little uh, shady. Uh, but yeah, you had to uh, watch Little House afterwards. It's, it was a totally different. <laughs> yeah, and who who's the football player that was on that one? Merlin Olson. Merlin Olson. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was incredibly gentle. Um, I don't remember. Father who. Murph me. Yeah, that's right. Father yeah, Murphy we as called well. him Father Murph me. Oh, Murph. I don't know if Murph. That was a, <laughs> stupid thing. Yeah, but he was he was one of those guys. Uh, you know, one of the if you look at the L.A. Rams, and I know we're skipping around a little bit here, but we had Roman Gabriel. Mm-hmm. He did a couple of movies. Rosie Greer. He did a couple of movies. And we also had um, uh, Merlin Olson. Yeah, you left out my favorite. I'm glad because I'd like to say it. Who? Mr. Fred Dreyer. Freddie Dreyer. Yeah. What show was he on? He was the, uh, what was the name of the show? Oh, why am I forgetting the name of it? Was he a detective? Yeah, it was his, he, he was the main guy on the yeah. show, but he was also considered for uh, Sam Malone on Cheers. But he, didn't he did get some it. walk-ons. And then he did right? a walk-on a little bit later where he was like an old sports buddy of his. Uh, was it Hunter? Was that the name of his show? 
Hunter? Hunter. We'll have to think of it. Oh, man, it's a guy's name. Yeah, it's it is. It's a guy's name. But we've had, genres have gone through. So we had all the CSI stuff that's still pretty popular. There was doctor shows that were very popular. You know, a lot of these things have have, uh, have moved on. But when I was a little boy, it was all about, I'm sorry. And we also had the silly shows when I was a little kid, too. We were talking about this earlier, uh, that on one week of viewing, you could see I Dream of Jeannie, mm-hmm. My Favorite Martian, Batman, uh, silly stuff like Get Smart. You Adam's know, Family. Adam's, exact <laughs> monsters. Yeah. yeah. All of that stuff where you're looking at this going, that was TV back then. So great, though. Would that fly these days? I don't know. I mean, I, I was talking to the kids about Gilligan's Island since Tommy's been so into the shipwrecks, and it's so funny to explain it as a real-life situation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to see. And I told them about the movie where they all – the whole movies where they're celebrating the fact that they got off of the island and, the, and the, the culmination of this thing is to get together one last time on the boat, and then they go and get lost and stuck on the island again. Like, it's yeah. so funny to explain yeah. to them how silly it is that the Globetrotters could come visit, find a way off the island, and they're still there. Yeah, and they're <laughs> still stuck. And nobody ever talks to each other off like yeah. years later and says, hey, did you – you did too? <laughs> yeah, it is it's, – it's a wild, wild premise. I guess maybe these days Wednesday – with that, that youngster, that girl, she's very talented. Yeah. She reminds me of Plaza from right. Parks and Rec. They're right. very much alike in their, their sense, ability, and their look, too. Final one here, and this is uh, one right up uh, your alley here. Talking about baseball, what about the athletics? Mm. They're 8-29 and 29 right now. Yeah, that's rough. Nobody's going to the games. Yeah, I mean, they're get, they, they've got one foot out the door. They're not putting out the best product they've been notoriously cheap throughout the years which when you're competitive fans don't really mind as much it's kind of mm-hmm. um i don't know it kind of adds character to the team yeah, i guess yeah, yeah. Just, we, we're not buying yeah. our players we're great well that was the thing for everybody who's watched moneyball and i love that movie so good at the beginning of moneyball when uh, he's listening to the radio and the guy says you can't say anything bad about the yankees what do you mean i can't say they're using us as a farm team so what would happen with great teams when they develop the good players other teams wait, and they say, okay, $15 million. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they, they buy your people from you, and it gets frustrating. I understand Billy Bean is still with the team. He's like part owner, minority owner, but he is part owner. Now, if you had a stake in that, and yeah. then you move him to Vegas, yeah, that stock is going to rocket. And yeah. did you hear where they're going? What we heard this morning was they're knocking down the Tropicana. Oh, my goodness. And they're goodness. putting up a ballpark the right strip. there right there wow. and improper that's that's pretty crazy because the tropicana what do you go back to the sands um you know yeah. when you think of the classic yeah. vegas places the tropicana is what they're going to get so for las vegas right now you got the knights first and that was a smash hit mm-hmm. they're still doing good you got the raiders no matter what they've got their legion of fans it looks like they're getting the aids within a couple of years and What's not, going to be their basketball team? And not to mention, probably two UFC, you know, pay-per-views a month. Yeah. At least, I mean, they they do all of those there. Yeah, they're everything. And when you talk about a sport, and I always forget that, under the radar, but one of the biggest things on pay-per-view is yeah. that. For a long time, that 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 arena they have out there was Garth Brooks UFC, mm-hmm. Garth Brooks UFC. Like yeah. that was pretty much it. And then uh, and the Knights came in right around, right around that same time, and it's Knights, Garth Brooks, and UFC. Because <laughs> any time of the year now, if they do land, and I don't know what basketball team might be ready to head out because basketball is at a real big high right now. All arenas, even the lower teams, have people. Basketball is a killer sport yeah for attendance especially 
uh, viewing in arena basketball, I think percentage of house is the best. Yeah, and I, I think that they've kind of got it a little bit easier because you only have to put twenty thousand in and so. forty games at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a little, but yeah, it's. I don't know. I can't think of any teams that would be on the yeah. move. Who, who are the ones that would have to get out of town? Because Sacramento was close to it, and they had the little thing with Anaheim and all that stuff. And it, this was some really good documentaries out there. By mm-hmm. Kevin Johnson's a real hero, basketball player from Sacramento that kind of kept the he Kings kept there. there. Oh, yeah, he flew out to New York and really put it all out there. It was That'd cool. be a Raiders-style move, though, because even the people of Sacramento, how far is it to Vegas? I mean, you're not going to go to a, a game that night. But right. You'd still have access to your team. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if they're playing on a Friday and a Sunday, you could say, hey, let's take two and go for a, a little mini vacation. How cool would that be? The Knights and the Kings. <laughs> It'd be great. Well, that's it. Wrapped up another one here. Talked about a lot of stuff. Tesla's Fast and Furious, the Oakland Athletics, dog shows. We have it all here. That's so great. Yeah, thanks for having me in again and look forward to talking to everybody tomorrow morning on KVTA Afterwards.